Hello, therapist. Today we are joined by Kelly Stoffiger, the massage therapist for the Buffalo Bills. And we are just so excited to have you here today, Kelly. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm excited to be uh, on your podcast. Yeah. So you guys, you guys almost made it to the Super Bowl this year. Was that because of your massage therapy work? I mean, it's a little too soon because I'm still feeling the pain from this last season. Um, I guess I can talk about it now. <laughs> I did have a couple of weeks where I was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> so that was a big heartbreak. A little but... bit this year, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I do have to say this is my, I'm going to start my seventh season with the Buffalo Bills. And they have improved since I've been there. So, I mean, Coach McDermott might have been the reason, but <laughs> we'll, we'll attribute some of that to you too, right? I appreciate There's it. <laughs> therapist. Align with the Massage Business Mama comes to you with a combined 22 plus years experience in the massage biz as entrepreneurs, providing actionable tips and resources you can implement today. Becca, an off-grid living, quirky, trail-running massage therapist, esthetician, and yogi, offers her business and wellness perspective to you with highly caffeine-fueled, compassionate wit. Allie, your hard-working, driven, creative mom, massage therapist, business owner, lover of friend gatherings, all-time annual family talent show winner, brings her drive and business savvy to every episode. Hey, massage therapists, it's Allie here. Did you know that I have a membership site? That's right, a place to come and experience support and encouragement as you grow your massage business. Whatever stage of growth you're in, I've got something for you. And I'd love for you to check it out. From challenges with prizes to guest presenters and book reviews, this group is off the hook. Learning doesn't happen in a vacuum. To join the group, go to themassagebusinessmama.com forward slash membership. At checkout, use discount code podcast to receive one free month. I hope to see you there. Can you just share with us a little bit about your background with massage and, you know, how long you've been practicing and what type of work you did straight out of school? Absolutely. Yeah, so I... um wanted to be a massage therapist in high school. I actually played on the softball team and I don't know really where it, I picked it up, but I would go on spring training and we all were in hotel rooms and I was the only one that was allowed to leave our room after curfew. And I would go and massage some of the other players on the team. I, I was just known as the massage therapist, even though I didn't know what I was doing at the time. So with school, I uh, ended up going through like more of a nursing route because I wanted to get out of high school as soon as possible. So there was like a trade program. Closest thing to massage was nursing. So I took that and then, you know, ventured on to be an EMT and a, uh, went to school to be a paramedic. And then I found out that I did not like doing that job. And started to uh, look into massage schools, still never having a professional massage. <laughs> um, my first massage was actually in class. 
And um, I remember that whole time of signing up for class. I was like, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm supposed to be here. And went through massage school, you know, loved it and got my license and was working at Seneca Niagara Casino and Hotel um, in the spa. It was, uh, you know, a big tourist destination and it was one of the only jobs in the area to be a massage therapist, work full time, have benefits, vacation time. Um, you know, health benefits was like a huge thing. Yeah. So I worked there. Yeah. So I worked there for eight years. I touched a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Many people. (laughs) (laughs) So in that spa setting is not really what I wanted to do, but um, I, I just needed the experience under my belt. And after being at the casino in, you know, dark rooms and it was a, it was a different thing. I didn't have repeat clients. I had new people over and over. So I touched a ridiculous amount of people. Sorry if my dog likes to talk. And I just got really good at reading people's bodies because they didn't want to talk. Yeah. Wanted to relax. So from there, I just started taking um, a lot of continuing ed classes um, from like rotator cuff to like iliopsoas, um, just some other deep tissue stuff. And when I was burnt out from the casino, um, I knew that I needed a change. I mean, that's a and, long time, eight years to work on a new person every hour, however often you got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like 50 minute massages, which the 10, 10 minute like change over. So you get to like, get the person off the table, change the table, bring the new person in, get them off the table, change. It's just, yeah. Spent a long time in my head and my head is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) As I'm sure we all are. (laughs) So, okay. So you went and you did a bunch of continuing ed and then what happened from there? So I had this idea that I wanted to work more in the sports medical um, realm, but didn't really have the avenue or I didn't know how to get out of where I was, especially when you have health insurance holding over your head. You're like, yep, I'm just here. Yeah. So complacent in situations. Yeah, exactly. So my um, boyfriend at the time who we did, I did the entire time through massage school on and him and I uh, decided to get married. Uh, I was pregnant with my daughter and he worked for the fire department. So he had insurance and I was like, okay, now I don't have to work full time. Yeah. So I dropped down to part-time, had my baby um, who is 10 years old now. <laughs> Basically I had the ability to, I had an offer to have a room in a chiropractor's office, um, which I could make my own hours and pick up my own clients and just work around all of our schedules in the family. And um, it was great. People loved me. And I started to realize that I could be successful here. Mm -hmm. I ended up leaving the casino and being um, in the chiropractor's office full time, which he just, we basically just filtered in clients. He gave me clients, I gave him clients and it worked out great. And then I had also at the same time started doing CrossFit and as all CrossFit people are, we get a little obsessed and (laughs) um, I started becoming um, very uh, aware of posture during CrossFit lifts and how much that improved the movements and how much, you know, I wouldn't injure myself as much because I would constantly be like, okay, how are you standing? Pretend this is like a deadlift. And I was very aware of my body and space. So I started working on a lot of the 
CrossFit athletes at my gym and kind of opened them up a little bit too, with the ideas of like posture that became very important with me. Mm-hmm. And then also the longevity of the job, I started correcting my posture the whole time while I was doing massages. So it was like a workout, but like a good way. Yeah. Do you feel like um, when you were working in the casino that you didn't have good postural habits? Oh no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. we were, we, I mean, we had couples massages too. And it'd be funny to like, look at the other therapists and we're just like hunched over, you know, our hands hurt and you were just kind of hanging in there. Yeah. yeah. So I created some tools to, you know, to work on bodies more efficiently. And then I ended up going to CrossFit regionals, which is like the semifinals before the CrossFit games, like the CrossFit Super Bowl. And um, we could volunteer there. And I found out that they were accepting massage therapists. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Volunteered there. It was with uh, Rock Tape, which I'm actually wearing the shirt for Rock Tape right now. walking advertisement. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, there was basically like a clinical setting. We're in this big room, bunch of massage tables. There were chiropractors, PTs, other massage therapists, and just a ton of rock tape. So the athletes would come in, we would hop them on the table. We'd work on them for, you know, 20 minutes or so. And it was awesome. It was I was in my glory, just like watching other therapists work on bodies and almost like learning while watching them. And then I'd be like, huh, I want to try that too. And I had a body right there to try it on. Um, They taught me to rock tape within the first couple of hours that I was there. (laughs) And it was an awesome learning experience. And then I came home and I was like, I am so pumped. I want to get paid for this. (laughs) (laughs) How do I do this? Yeah. Yeah. So I took a whole year of trying to figure out how to do this and get paid for it. And then regionals came back around and I volunteered again and I was so pumped and I was there and I was doing it. And then I came back and I was like, so depressed. Cause I'm like, I didn't figure it out yet. Yeah. And it had been a year. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how do I get there? Yeah. I started to just network as much as possible with all the people that I, I met all the other therapists and see what they were doing. And, you know, it was kind of getting ideas. And, and basically I just went out and socially and talked to anybody and everyone, because like Buffalo is a small town where it's like, instead of like a six degrees of separation, there's like a three degree of separation. Okay. <laughs> so usually people know people and that still got me absolutely nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so good old Facebook was how I actually got on. Um, A friend of mine. Kelly, did you know that you wanted to specifically work with football? Were you thinking football or were you just thinking that you wanted to work with athletes? Just athletes because football players are huge and they scared the crap out of me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Two of my friends had tagged me in a post. This um, guy, Matt um, Meyer, uh, he was a massage therapist um, looking for Another massage therapist to work at UBMD Sports Medicine, which is um, the University of Buffalo. Um, they have uh, physical therapy clinics all around here. And uh, a couple of people tagged me in there and I was like, oh, it's happening. I know. <laughs> it still didn't get me to the athletes, but it got me closer to it. Okay. But yeah, Matt, um, I met him and 
him and I realized that we both kind of work the same where we're more like manual therapists and not so much, you know, their regular therapeutic massage. We were both kind of like, oh, you like coffee? I like coffee. I'm like, do you like beer? I like beer. I'm like, do we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so after uh, meeting with him, and I think he introduced me to his wife as this is the female version of me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but he was actually finding his replacement at UB so that he could work with the bills. Okay. And then soon thereafter, he said, Hey, can you come to training camp? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and then right after that, he's like, if I can make it happen, can you come the whole year? And I was like, yes. So that's how I got in. So, and so how long have you been with the bills now? So this will be, I'm starting my seventh season. Okay. It's been a long, long road. And so is it what you expected it to be? Um, I think whenever I enter in a new experience, I just kind of allow everything to happen around me. Uh-huh. So I didn't really have many expectations. I guess in, in the history of like people talking about athletes and you know, that they sometimes can be rude or, you know, however that they see them. I realized over the years that people are talking about when they saw them out in the public, mm, which yeah. um, is a little bit different than being on my massage table where they don't have to worry about how they present themselves. They're there for treatment. Yeah. Whereas if you run into them at a bar and you're like, hey, this and that, I, I love you. Can you take a picture? Yeah. Can I this? And it's like, that's exhausting. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's an invasion of privacy almost. Yeah. You did say earlier that big football players intimidated you, which I understand that. Like having a bunch of big bodies on your table, it sounds exhausting. is it exhausting um I enjoy it I don't find it to be exhausting um just because I'm I'm doing what I love to do and what I've put out in the universe that I wanted to do I mean I guess I can honestly say my first year about a couple months into it both my hands went numb okay (laughs) I had like wrist guards while I was sleeping and I was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to do this? I have to figure out a way. So each year I either got a little bit stronger. I remember the first year just like jam my elbow into them and like not bracing my shoulder. Uh So I had let my shoulder kind of relax into its socket and I just created so much damage in my T-spine by doing that. And I was like, all right, we can't do that. Like, yes, we need to put a lot of effort into them, but you have to find a better way to do that without hurting yourself. Yeah. So I did end up, you know, I, this year I only went a little bit numb, but in the past two years beforehand, I, uh, I, no risk guards. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're learning. Yes. And so do you start working with them like once training camp starts or kind of what is the time frame of when you're working with them and what do, what do your days look like and do you travel with them? Yeah. So um, this year, I guess it's every year, it's kind of the same, but it always catches up real quick. Um, you know, we ended the season in February and at the end of April, I believe there's a mini camp 
okay. where most of the players are in town. Um, so they are going to be, what they do is they have us come in on their recovery days. The Bills have uh, opened up this like huge facility with like, we have four massage rooms. They have cryotherapy tanks. They have UV lighting. I'm trying to think of what else they have in there, but they have like just tons of different things that they can use to recover. So the athletes will either do like a recovery workout, um, use any of the facilities there. And then we're scheduled there for about three hours. So it's probably half hour um, increments where we will, uh, they'll be scheduled for us and they'll just come in uh, as scheduled and just we'll ever take care of whatever they need. Then after this mini camp, they go away again because nobody wants to be in Buffalo during the spring. (laughs) It's like a fake spring. It snows every other day and then it's 70 degrees the next day. Um, So I believe they come back in sometime in July and then they'll do training camp, which is going to be about an hour and a half away from me, which that drive kind of sucks. We'll go out there maybe once a week. Nothing too crazy because they do have like curfews because um, they're kind of like staying in a dorm. Okay. Um, so we'll work on them before curfew. And then I think we'll start to kick off a couple weeks before preseason. And from preseason on, we are working on their recovery day, which is a typical Tuesday. And then Friday, they have like a fast Friday. So they only do like half a day and we Uh, massage them after that. So my Tuesdays tend to start at 8 a.m. and I do massages there until about two or three and then I make house calls because some of the players prefer to do massages at their house and those are usually 90 minutes to two hours. They're not the 30 minute increments that you're doing with other players. Yeah. Yeah. So that Tuesdays will be my, my long days. I do a lot of intermittent fasting and that's what saved me um, eating wise. Cause I don't take any breaks. Yeah. My breaks are typically in the car driving from one place to the next. So that's definitely helped me not be so panicky about packing lunches and bringing my meals. Yeah. Um, so I just survive on coffee for the most part. That's always a struggle as a massage therapist, figuring out how to eat healthy and when to eat and what, what's going to fuel your body the best and football players. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm not going to lie before I started fasting, even when I was at the spa, I would resort to baby food packs. Really? <laughs> getting the vitamins and minerals and stuff. Yeah. And they were delicious. I haven't been, I haven't been able to bring myself to try them. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's more healthy food, but for a quick fix. Yeah. They're easy. <laughs> For sure. So the off time when, when the players aren't in season, do you have other work or do you just take that time off? How does that work? Well, I've been battling with the end of the season every single year. I mean, especially in Buffalo, we definitely have seasonal depression and the weather is crappy. And this is just a hard time in general for us because, you know, at least in Colorado, you guys have the sun. I mean, the sun is out right now, but we don't get it very often here. Um, so I'm going from hundred miles per hour. And once the season is over with pretty much all the players take off and go to their homes uh, outside of Buffalo. So 
I go down to completely zero. And I mean, I do have, I do work one day at UB still in the PT clinic. That's my like W2 job. And I work there. They, it's a clinical setting. It's very similar to what I had done at the regionals where you have clothes on, you come out on the table, half an hour massage. And I just have figured out how to fix things very, very quickly. It's a very painful massage. There's no nice rubbing around. It's more or less like I have my thumbs in your shoulder capsule. (laughs) Um, So I do that once a week on Wednesdays and that kind of just keeps me structured. You do that year round? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that one bit of like structure and also just having an in because some of the athletes do their rehab there. So some of the Buffalo Sabres go through there. Um, the Buffalo Bandits, our lacrosse team goes through there. And um, it just kind of keeps me in the inn. And then doctors know my name and all the, the physical therapists there are referring. So it's just a really good connection, like network. So then I pretty much start to open my doors at my chiropractor's office again. Thankfully, I have clients that are very understanding about the football season. Um, they're actually almost too understanding because they like don't even ask me for massages during that time. And I have to like tell them like, you guys, if you're in need, like I can, you know, squeeze you in. Like if you're dying, let me, let me fix you. During football season, you're saying that they, yeah, like, like they, they ask you and you're like, you're like, come on guys. Like I'm still here. <laughs> yes. Even though I don't want to, but I still love to be able to help people when they're like, you know, through their back out. And yeah. I'm like, let me fix you real quick, you know, but they don't want to bother me during the time. Cause they're yeah. like, we want the bills to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you're doing, you're doing God's work. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now during this time I get people start to filter in, um, at my office and, you know, I, I save it for those kind of emergency things where they're like, Hey, can I fit in today? And I'll be like, I mean, not really doing anything today. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I need this downtime. Yeah. I need to fix my body. Yep. I need to, uh, you know, sometimes get the feelings back in my hands and I just, I have to de like, uh, decompress from the season. The football players, when they book through me, they, um, they text me. Uh-huh. Um, or they see me in person there. We do have like this like friendship um, bond that gets created and I drop everything for them um, during the football season. So if they're like, it's 11 o'clock at night and so-and-so is like, hey, can you come over? I really need you. I will find a babysitter. I will do whatever I can. You know, my mom will in the drop of a hat come over here to watch my daughter while I go do a massage. So going from taking care of people and them needing me to not hearing anything and they are, you know, living their off season. It's, it's, it's very interesting mentally for me to like, let that go. Yeah. So I like to plan vacations. Yeah. (laughs) Usually February, I try to do like an all inclusive that I go and sit by a pool and have somebody deliver me drinks and do absolutely nothing, make no decisions. Total decompression mode. Yeah. It's interesting during this time. Well, and I'm sure a lot of emotions too tied up in it, you know, like you guys almost went to the Super Bowl, like the excitement of that. And then the letdown too, like all of that is stuff that you internalize as a therapist and Oh yeah. Well, and, and like over the couple of years, I've been realizing 
that I am like an empath. And I always thought that I wasn't an empath because I have been very good at like shutting down all of my emotions. But I guess that's another thing that empaths do. So as I've been reading about it, I take on a lot of the emotions of the players. When I'm watching the game, I watch it a lot different than other people do. I mean, one, it's kind of nice to watch a hit and replay and be like, oh, your neck went that way. And so I need to do this. So that part is good um, for me to help them fix them. But I also, I feel the pain and the energy that they have on the field. Um, So it's, uh, I I just need to like figure out how to harness that a little bit different. So I'm not like emotionally attached to the game. That's hard. So one thing you mentioned, you mentioned your W-2 job. So the Bill's job, that's, you're an independent contractor for them? Yes. Yes. So there's five massage therapists, I think now. Yeah, there's five of us. Um, there's a couple chiropractors and an acupuncturist. And we're all independent contractors that come in on the recovery days. The chiropractor does travel with the team. So he goes to the games. Um, the massage therapists do not because we're kind of just like strictly recovery based. Okay. In the future, um, I have taken a, a, a fascial stretch course. So in the future, I would kind of like to be a little more hands-on on game day because I do have the tools for it. But honestly, Saturday and Sunday are my days off. Yeah. So that would mean I wouldn't have any days off. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if I want to open that door. Yeah. That's a big door to open. Yeah. I mean, especially, it's especially a big door to open if you're taking calls at 11 o'clock at night and, you know, <laughs> quick getting a babysitter and yeah. rushing over to someone's house. Yeah. It's fun though. Actually, that's one of the coolest part too, is to change, you know, especially, like I said, being in a spa for eight years, now my office is everywhere. Mm -hmm. So my office is in um, the living room, in a a play area, a kid's play area, in the spare bedroom, um, a a hotel room. So it's very, like, (laughs) I remember the first um, time I went to a player's house where he had the music blaring. Uh-huh. So he's listening to rap and I'm like doing massage, you know, not too far off from coming from like spa music. And I'm yeah. like totally like <laughs> overload. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? I'm like, Just focus. Now I can't listen to spa music. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if a TV's on, yeah. <laughs> we got music, anything. To anything just... but spa music after spa music for eight years straight. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cause I get to see like the, them interact with their, um, their family yeah. or the kids coming in, the kids come in and they like want to help with the massage. Yeah. That's cute. That's yeah. really cute. What about compensation? Are you compensated more generously than your other work? So being contracted for every hour that I'm at the bills facility, I do invoice them and, you know, it's, it is higher than, than uh, a typical hour massage would be, Um, but, but not by too much. And then house calls, I like to factor in the drive and whether or not I'm bringing a table. Like I highly encourage players to buy a table because it saves my back. Totally. Not all of them tip. Okay. And that's, I don't expect a tip. I do charge more for what I do. Um, And basically they're like, 
how much do I owe you? And I say this amount and they pay me. Yeah. I really like to be seen as a medical professional instead of that tipped position. And that's, that's a big distinction that I see a lot when, when people are trying to position themselves as medical therapists that, you know, it's like, this is my rate and this is how much you pay. Yeah, absolutely. Tips are weird. They're kind of (laughs) weird. It's hard. I, you know, and I think a lot of times clients get confused too about like whether they should tip, especially if they're new to massage. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. You said too, you know, I don't ever expect tips and I've definitely seen a lot of therapists who get really emotionally attached to the idea that they are getting tipped. And then if they don't, they, they just get so depressed about like, what do they not like my work? Or, you know, they think something bad about the clients, like that client wasn't a very good client. And I don't know. I I don't, I don't like those expectations that are kind of all rolled up into it either. Yeah, absolutely. I always try to put myself in the shoe of someone that's receiving massage because I remember getting like a a $5 tip at the casino. And I think the massages there, I think there were 125 for 50 minute at that time. Uh And I was like, if he's tipping me $5, it's not a reflection of my work. I think that he just doesn't know. Uh, Yeah. Or not getting a tip. I'm like, I just think that they don't know. I, I think so too. I think so too. And that's where it's weird, you know, where we have these different kind of expectations and models around it. Cause that, you know, maybe further plays into it as well. Absolutely. So can we talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson and just maybe how a therapist could safely get involved in this work and avoid, you know, something like there's what, like 22 therapists now that have, have allegations against Deshaun. Yeah, um, I watched it unfold because obviously it's a big factor in my life. I want massage therapists to be, I want them to be professional. Um, I don't want there to be anything like this in my world. I want us to be seen as professional um, therapists. So when this came apart, I wanted to make sure that we did not look bad. Yeah. Back when I didn't work with athletes yet, I had talked to friends and kind of just was like, you know, how do I get to where I want to be? My friends were like, why don't you just like take so-and-so and, and, you know, slide into their DMS on Instagram. And I was like, I one that's, that just sounds shady anyways. Like, but I just, I I don't want to go about it that way. And I do think that does happen often because there are therapists that are like, like me trying to figure out how to get into this um, professional athlete world. And you want Um, it so bad. You're just, you're like willing to do anything you can to get that type of work and to get into that arena. Yeah. And as soon as you, honestly, as soon as you get your foot in the door, it opens wide because if you're good at what you do, the first player that you work on, he's going to give your name to somebody else. Even in the, you know, there's a massage envy that's very close to our stadium. So sometimes when football players come into town and they don't know who to go to, they go to massage envy. And if they find somebody there that they like, they'll be like, Hey, can you come to my house and do massages? So like, that was like how people, I was surprised to hear that that's how they went and, you know, found a therapist that they liked. So, you know, any opportunity can happen, even if you're just working at Massage Envy. It's it's crazy to think about that, isn't it? Because I mean, just you don't think of Massage Envy as being, you know, the the spot that someone's going to find that great talent. 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you were to be trying to work on athletes and Deshaun Watson um, messages you on Instagram or any professional athlete contacts you in that way, you know, that's, it's, it's very exciting and you do have to pay attention to your red flags. I, when I first started uh, traveling to football players houses, I arrived at the first house I went to and I sat in the parking lot and I texted my friend and I said, I'm at so-and-so's house. Their address is here. I'm starting the massage at this time. It'll end at this time. If you don't hear from me by this time, you'll know where to find my body. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I did kind of protect myself every time that I went to a player's house. And I don't have to do that anymore because the players know about me and I have um, a reputation now at the facility. And yeah. You, you have a level of trust with them at this point. Yeah. You know, and I, working in a spa, I had, we were so close to Canada and Canada, I'm pretty sure they have legal happy endings. I don't know, but we're so close, like Niagara Falls, Canada, Niagara Falls, New York. Um, we would have people coming in and just testing the waters to see if we did happy endings. Yeah. So I had a lot of experience um, shutting that down. Okay. I also like, I find that I'm kind of intimidating when I, uh, start a massage because I don't want them to think that I wanted to be a little bit scared of me and not to ask me for things like that. Preemptively put it out there that that's not a place you're going. No, but working in the spa and the other girls that I worked with, I saw how emotionally they were affected when someone came in and asked them something along those lines and put them in that vulnerable position. And they would be done with the massage or end the massage early and they would come out and they'd just be bawling their eyes out Yeah, because I think that some of them didn't know how to use their voice yep. and say, this is not appropriate. Yeah. I don't know. In my experience, I'm not sure that we're really taught in school. At least I don't feel like I was adequately prepared to walk out and shut it down real easily. Like I feel like, a lot of what I learned in school was like, you know, men have erections and it's a natural occurrence. And like, we shouldn't shame them for it. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But like, also there's, when there's that intention, I want to be, be able to walk in really prepared to be like, no, I'm, I'm a therapeutic massage therapist. This is not what I do. And just confidently be able to walk away. And, and I, I don't know, I feel like there is a piece of that missing in some of our training programs. I, I have to agree too, but it's honestly, it's just not easy to do. Mm-mm. No, I, I remember even like in massage school, like, and I don't know if like Colorado has the same, but we, in New York, there is like, we can stop a massage for hygiene uh-huh. issues. We can stop it for obviously for like sexual um, intentions. Um, but it's like, yeah, okay. This person like doesn't smell very nice, but how do I end that? Yeah. By telling them (laughs) that that they need to go shower. Okay. I can't say that. All right. I'm just going to deal with it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that sometimes like we, you have to learn how to use your voice, even just as women in general, a lot of times we don't know how to use our voice in that way Yeah, and and allow things that do just, you know, like all those prickly senses that we get, like they're telling us something 
They're, they're, they're not mm-hmm. fooling us. And when, when you have those little, little indicators to trust it and to allow yourself to get out of the situation. Yeah. I had one, I don't know what year it was, but I had one player and, you know, I had that little spidey sense and like little pricklies when I was there. And I was like, something just doesn't feel right here. I just felt off about the intentions of the massage and nothing happened in the massage, but I was just like, something's not right. And I, and I ended up like not going back over there, just paid attention to my instinct. Yeah. So other than not slipping in someone's DMS to try to get into the, the world of NFL massaging, (laughs) what other suggestions would you have for therapists if they want to get into this world, but they want to do it in a way where they aren't being compromised or put into questionable situations. Like, are there any other suggestions you have for how they might get their foot in the door? Recently, I've been trying to like uh, get into like major league baseball, mostly because I want to go to spring training in Florida or Arizona (laughs) instead of, um, you know, hanging out here in Buffalo, Uh especially if I can get paid to work down there and get some sun. Yeah. Um, So I actually went through, you know, Google searches and was like, all right, what team does spring training in Florida and, you know, Arizona pulled up those teams. And then those teams, who's the head trainer, head trainer is usually the, you know, the guy to talk to. And then I even would go through and be like Googled. I've done it a couple of times. The blue Jays massage therapist found her name, went over to Instagram. Um, Now you can slide into the DMS of the massage therapist. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a great idea. (laughs) Yeah. So I talked to one of the girls from um, the Blue Jays and I just kind of was like, Hey, I'm so-and-so I work for the bills. This is kind of what I'm trying to do. I'd love to do spring training. Do you have any like um, recommendations or what, you know, any leads or anything that you can give me information wise? And she Man, I have to say that I love people in this profession because we are willing to open up other opportunities for everybody else. There's so many athletes to work on. There's, it's not like we're starving. Yeah. Like we are handing athletes off. You know, I have massage therapists that don't work with athletes, but I know that they're good. And if my schedule is full, I'll like, I'll be like, Hey, can you take this player for me? And those things like just that, like networking and opening up other doors for other people, because people have opened doors for me. I like to repay that. So just kind of seeing how other therapists um, work in baseball. Um, I talked to another girl and she started asking me questions about things here. And it was just, it was, it was a great like learning experience. I love that. I love that there wasn't like this territorial kind of, I don't, I don't want to share any information with you. I've got my good thing going and I don't want it to. Oh yeah. Or something. Yeah, absolutely. Like taking those uh, courses and working with rock tape and talking to other like PTs and chiropractors. That was one of the things too, that they're like very big on sharing knowledge mm-hmm. because the only thing that's going to, you know, and you find something magical. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I know how to release, you know, the pec minor in a different way. It's, it's not good to keep that as a secret, mm-hmm. like share that with people so that we can help more people. Right. And it helps our reputation. It helps, it helps us to be seen as 
medical professionals that are, you know, part of the solution, not just relaxation. Absolutely. The, uh, the other opportunity that I had was a course that I just took this past year, which was an amazing course. Um, I highly recommend it for uh, anyone that wants to work on athletes. Uh, it's called fascial stretch therapy. The course is in Arizona. The company is called stretch to win. Okay. They uh, kind of take, they work more with the nervous system in stretching instead of stretching like the specific muscles and the fascia lines. And I use it, I'd probably say about maybe 20% of my, I have to try to integrate it into my massage therapy, but it allowed me to see the body in a different plane. Uh So like some classes, like this one was a really good class to see muscles um, or the body on a, like a fascial plane. The other course that I take, I took um, was um, functional range release, the FRC, FRA, FRR awesome courses. Um, and those kind of function more on the joints. Okay. So I got to see the level of joints, the the body on a level with, with, with how the joints move more. Um, so I think those are part that like we kind of miss out in massage is that movement base because we're always on the table. Yeah. So now I'm more get the person off the table, have them sitting on the table. Um, especially, now I rarely work with sheets. I work with them being in, in workout clothes. Those classes were great. So when I went to Arizona and I took the fascial stretch therapy, I met another massage therapist that worked in, uh, she was in Colorado. She's in Denver, actually. Um, she works with NFL players. And we started, we've been talking for the past year. Um, she's been giving me so much advice like amazing. She's like, you are charging, you are not charging enough for these players. And I'm like, I know, but uh, like, it's so hard for me to like put, add more money onto this. Like money to me is just awkward, but she does invoices and she has, you know, she bills them through that way. And I'm like, okay, that's much better than Venmo. <laughs> yeah. So um, I uh, have been talking with her and she, it, she is the massage therapist for uh, USA women's soccer team. Okay. And she like goes to Australia. She does all this traveling and stuff. And since I've been talking to her the past year, she just asked me to join her for uh, training camp for the oh. soccer team. Uh-huh. And just having that open, like going to courses, meeting people all over the world that, and see how they're doing. And just like, I remember at the end of the class, we all were just like, grab your Instagram handle and like follow them. And then you just see what they do. And I still talk to some of these people. You need any help this summer or anything like that? I've said this for a long time, but massage therapists, other massage therapists can be our greatest source of referrals. If we, if we take that competitive element out and we just allow, allow things to flow and don't feel so territorial. So I, I love hearing this firsthand, how this is working for you. And it makes sense that going to, continuing ed that's really sports related would put you in front of these therapists who are doing really cool things with athletes. So I love that. It was a different, like it was a change for me when I took the stretch course. Cause I came in there and like, you know, they gave us a microphone we had to like introduce ourselves and say what we did. And I didn't realize that everybody in that class wanted to work with professional athletes. And I had the ability to, I didn't know, like, it was so crazy to have people come up to me and just like pick my brain. Like you are now like 
like, how did you get there? And what do I do? And I was like, oh, I wish I had better advice than saying someone tagged me in a post on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, I think that's discounting the work you had done up to that point too, though, you know, like (laughs) you were putting yourself out there energetically and to you, it felt like it took a really long time, but like in the scheme of things, it it really wasn't that long of a period of time. Right. It was like two years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, ultimately it was two years. I mean, I remember it was, uh, I had just gotten um, a divorce and I was going to buy a house. And I was like, well, how am I going to pay for this house? Like, I have no idea. And then as soon as I like bought the house, that's when like, I got hired by the bills and I was like, yeah, okay. It's all working out for me. Like this universe does like me. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, you know, these seeds that we plant, we, we think that they aren't growing because we just, we don't have the patience and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like you realize that all those little things that you do and push for and plant seeds around that it is working in the background. Yeah. I'm sprinkling everywhere now just by, just because I, I do want to get into other athletes too. Like I said, baseball, I just worked on um, one of the uh, basketball teams for the NCAA. They were just in Buffalo uh-huh. and I was like, these guys are really tall. The one guy was <laughs> six foot 11. Oh my gosh. That's huge. They're giant. <laughs> like hanging off my table. I'm like, Oh my gosh. You're like, I need a longer table for athletes. They make it <laughs> like that for, for basketball players. <laughs> they probably do, but it's like, Oh, I don't need a bolster. Cause you're face down and your feet are hanging off the edge. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to get in with some of these other teams, would you give up football? So the problem is I live in Buffalo born and raised. So mm-hmm. getting us to the Super Bowl is a really big deal. I don't think that I would, sorry, my phone's ringing. I don't think that I, I could leave them. Um, It is a close knit family oriented team right now. And to be a part of this is like super exciting. Um, So when I said about the, um, the women's soccer team, the training camp is during off season. Okay. So that works for me. There'll be more opportunities that I'm probably going to have to turn down because once football season starts, like I, I can't leave. Um, but next year I might have an opportunity to go to the world cup with them. Okay. And that is also during the summer. So okay. I won't leave football. Yeah. Um, it's also really good because they have one game a week instead of hockey where they have like three games a week and baseball, you know, it's a very tight schedule of like, Tuesday, I'm working Friday. I'm working house calls at night. Yep. So are you guys going to make it to the Super Bowl this year? Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. I, uh, you know, I haven't really asked about if I get a Super Bowl ring because I'm an uh, independent contractor, but (laughs) I'll just wait till after the celebration and Uh then I'll ask that question. (laughs) Then you'll put in your, your, uh, your, request (laughs) (laughs) demands. (laughs) Well, thank you so much again, Kelly. It was really fun having you on and I can't wait to see what the bills do this year. (laughs) Thank you so much. I mean, I'm super excited for being on here and anytime that you guys want me to like pop in and talk about some massage stuff. I mean, I got some stories. I got some, I I listened to your podcast the other day and I was like, I want to talk. Like, (laughs) Can I chime in? I always want podcasts to like have a button to chime in and be like, can I talk to you? Yeah. I have something to say on that subject. Can you, you want to (laughs) explain? 
Well, yeah, so thank you so much. We'll keep that in mind and you know, maybe we'll have you on again, Kelly. <laughs> I look forward to it. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And please reach out to us if you have any questions or topics you would like covered. We love suggestions. Find us at www.alignwiththemassagebusinessmama.com. Also, we wouldn't hate it if you were inclined to share or review our episode. Until next time, stay healthy, massage therapists.